Hello and thank you for checking out the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish student-driven content to share with the world. This network empowers students to become content creators for all different types of digital mediums. For more student-ran podcasts, blogs, artwork, and content, please check out the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network at www.hvspn.com. The opinions represented within the digital content are those of the content creators. Now please, enjoy the following podcast episode. Welcome to my AP Biology Thoughts podcast. My name is Nikki Evich and I'm your host for episode number 82 called Unit 4, Cell Communication and Cell Cycle, Intro to Signaling Transduction Pathway. Today, we will be discussing the components that make up a pathway. So the first component that initiates the transduction is the signal. It's also called the ligand. And so what it does, they're highly specific and they bind to the receptor on the target cell member or intracellularly and so this begins the pathway and a little bit more about the receptor which is the second component so they can be intracellular or extracellular and the binding domain recognizes specific chemical messengers of the signal and that starts the transduction pathway and so transduction this is the third component so there's a lot of variation with transduction but so they could activate inactive proteins by phosphorylating them. They could amplify the signal with secondary messengers. There's a lot of different things that could happen from in the transduction pathway, but they all have in common. They all have a response, which is the fourth component. So the response is what the end result is. They can be short or long-term. So an example of a short-term is just activating an enzyme. And an example of a long-term is cell division or apoptosis, it's also called. So we're going to focus in on a single transduction pathway just to get a little bit more in depth and recognize the four components within it. So we are going to be discussing the insulin pathway. Well, once food is broken down to glucose, these molecules are then absorbed into the bloodstream. The high glucose levels in the bloodstream activate the beta cells in the pancreas to start producing insulin. Insulin is a hormone created in the pancreas. In the pancreas, beta cells are present, which are in charge of secreting the insulin into the bloodstream once they detect an increase in blood glucose levels. Insulin travels to three main destinations muscle, fat, and liver cells. This is where the transduction pathway happens. The insulin will then bind to the insulin receptors of the cell, and the insulin receptors are made of extracellular alpha subunits and transmembrane beta subunits. Recognizing right here, insulin is the signal, and the receptor is the insulin receptor, which is made up of the alpha and beta subunits. When insulin binds to the extracellular alpha subunits, the beta subunits become activated and autophosphorylate. So this means that they phosphorylate themselves. So this is an example of this is the beginning of the transduction pathway. And this leads to the phosphorylation and the activation of the IRS protein. This protein is regulated and can be phosphorylated by P10. P10 can regulate phosphorylation, activate IRS isoforms by desphosphorylating IRS. Once IRS is activated, proteins including 
PI3K will bind to the iris protein through their P85 subunit. So this is an example of a secondary messenger amplifying the message. And so then the P13K will then phosphorylate PIP2 and PIP3. When PIP3 con concentration increases, other proteins like PDK1 and ADK are recruited towards the plasma membrane. PIP3 activates PDK1, which then phosphorylates AD AKT. So don't get too involved in the specifics of this. I'm saying the specific pathway, but I just want you to recognize that all these different proteins and phosphorylations this is all just part of the transduction pathway, and it's just an example how there can be many different components that keep pushing the message on and on. And so then the cells have reservoirs of intracellular vesicles that contain GLUT4, a glucose transporter. So in order for glucose to be let into the cell, the glucose transporters have to translocate to the plasma membrane. But AS160 inhibits this process but phosphorylated AKT inactivates AS160. So when AKT is phosphorylated by PDK1, AS160 is inactive, which in turn allows for the translocation of GLUT4 so it can embed itself in the membrane. Now glucose can get into the cell for storage and other purposes. So really what to take away, the signal was the insulin. This insulin receptor was the receptor the transduction pathway was everything I just talked about with going from this protein, phosphorylating that, going to this protein, recruiting these proteins. And then the response was the GLUT4 protein translocating and then which thus allows glucose into the cell, which was the main goal of the signal. So don't get too worked up in the specifics, just kind of see how you can recognize those four components. So how this connects to the AP Biology course. So signal transduction pathways could be evidence of common ancestors because if you can see the same pathway in different organisms, you can show some ancestral connections. You can also show some evolutionary connections showing that they're related, but they're not the same. And then Signal transduction pathways play a really big role in negative feedback loops and maintaining homeostasis. A lot of signals are to correct certain things in the body. For example, in our what we talked about insulin, that's to regulate the blood glucose levels in the body. That's what the signal does. And so the body is constantly sending signals, and though it may seem minute, it makes you be able to do all you do and stay healthy. And they can be seen in all walks of life. And it's also super important to note that issues with transduction pathway can result in really serious consequences, like different diseases and illnesses, like type 1 diabetes and cancers. So making sure they're healthy is super important. Thank you for listening to this episode of My AP Biology Thoughts. For more student-ran podcasts and digital content, make sure you visit www.hv.com. SPN.com. Bye now.